All right, I'd like to ask you to get your Bible and uh, turn with me to uh, Psalm 91. As I finish up what I began last week, Psalm 91. You know, as the further this COVID thing goes, the, the more it smacks of the perilous times of these last days, does it not? Um, that's what I've been dealing with in these uh, stay-at-home services. And then once we got back um, to having our morning worship. Um, and by the way, we will continue to uh, have just Sunday school and, and morning worship next week. Um, I guess this works uh, you know, it's kind of would be nice to reach out to children to our Sunday school, and I don't know how that would work in a classroom. At this point, it's um, not a problem, but as we endeavor to have families join us, um, that would certainly be um, kind of a tricky business, uh, Sunday school classrooms with the children. But um, uh, we see uh, this whole thing is just... Uh, evidence of the day that we live in, the perilous times of these last days. To see the entire world just stopped in its tracks and to see the global response. Uh, certainly during the tribulation period, there's going to be a global response. And uh, at the rapture of the church, when all of a sudden believers are gone throughout the whole face of the world, uh, wherever a believer's at, just instantly uh, going to disappear, and um, that's going to take a global response to take care of that. And, of course, we realize that Antichrist's ambitions is to, to rule the world. And, of course, you see that in uh, so many areas today, the, the wars and rumors of wars, the rise of China, uh, the relentless and vehement attacks on our president, um, jobless, that we see going on, the financial problems that people are going through, the fear, the worry, the anger, the domestic and civil unrest. Uh, it just is end times written all over it. It's a good thing we know the last chapter of this book, right? We know we're on the winning side, and we know this is exactly uh, as it has said. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Uh, we're ready. And yet, if he tarries, and he is, uh, who knows how long he'll allow this type of thing to go on. Uh, we realize that it is because there's work yet to be done. May God help us to engage and to be involved in that work that is yet to be done. Um, last week, I started looking at the COVID cure, and it's seen here in Psalm 91 for, for one passage. I think this passage pretty well describes it. And the reason that I have used this passage is because it says it will, will be delivered from uh, the noisome pestilence. And it says in verse 6, that was verse um, 3. In verse 6 it says that we don't need to fear for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. And so we're talking about a cure to such things as taking place here now. Last week we looked, and I'm going to review quickly at the provider of the cure, uh, four of the names of God that are seen in verses 1 and 2. Uh, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, that's El Elyon, 
shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's El Shaddai. Uh, verse 2, I will say of the Lord, that's his proper name, Jehovah, which means the eternal self-existent God. I will say of the Lord, Jehovah, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, or my Elohim. That's the fourth name of God that is used here. In him will I trust. So we see that we're talking about the creator of all things, uh, the three-in-one that is the one that has provided this cure. It doesn't come through science and through medicine. It comes through the Lord. Then we noted last week also the procurement of this cure. It is available, but you've got to take it. Uh, we see in verse 2, uh, the procurement begins with trusting in him. And that begins at saving faith. We need to, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. What does that mean? Well, if you trust someone, you have complete reliance upon them, their integrity, their strength, their ability uh, in a person or a thing to do what it is they have said they will do. Uh, we need to trust in his word. And, of course, that begins at saving faith. But we also realize it talks about dwelling. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Uh, we've got to stay put. Not that you can lose your salvation, but the just shall live by faith is the word that we had from Habakkuk. That uh, we go on, we begin a relationship with God by faith at salvation. But we, we move forward day by day. In faith, the just shall live by faith. And we've got to have this staying faith. You know, Satan would love to get us to be like Peter was there uh, when the Lord was still here and uh, talking about how he would go to the death with Christ. And, and Jesus says, Peter, Peter, Satan is going to sift you like wheat. And I tell you what, if we allow ourselves to get away from the Lord and to get away from his word and to get away from the promises that as believers that we have, that we can stand upon. Uh, you get away from the Lord and Satan will just be right there and he'll do his thing. And so we not only have saving faith where you recognize that you're a sinner and yet God loved you anyway and in his mercy and grace provides a way that we can have eternal life and we believe and we receive Jesus as payment for my sins your sins. But then we have that faith that like, like it's describing Abraham in Romans chapter 4, that he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was fully persuaded that what God had promised he was able to do. And that's how we need to approach whatever may come in life, that we stagger not at the promises of God. There is a promise that he has given us to, to undergird us, to be a solid rock under our lives no matter what we're going through, including COVID, or anything else that we go through. COVID's just the latest. Life is filled with all sorts of trauma and drama and, uh, and stress if we let it, but we don't have to let it. Uh, and that's what we covered last week. I stopped then and said I'm going to get back to the provision or the provisions of the cure. And that's what I would like us to look at here today. And, of course, the provisions of this COVID cure is just kind of skim across the top of it here in this passage. 
The whole, wor the whole word, all of God's word is full of the provisions of the relationship that God's people have with him. But there's plenty here to look at in these first six verses, the provisions of the cure. Notice it says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now there's one of the first provisions to uh, abide or stay. If we'll stay under the shadow of the Almighty, to abide in his shadow. Um, you know, you need to step into the shade of God. I don't know how many times, you know, you're out doing something outside and you stop to, to talk to somebody and, and you quickly try to find a shade tree, you know, something that will shade you from the sun that's coming down upon you. And uh, uh, sometimes we have to wear a hat to, to shade us from the elements of the sun coming down on our head. Um, we need to step into the shade of God who will protect us from the, the elements of this life, the elements that, that bear down upon us no matter what. Uh, we need to dwell uh, there in that shade to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You step out into the sun and you realize that, whoop, I need to get back here in, in the shadow of the Almighty. Going on in verse 2, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. That is a shelter or a place for protection to be protected from danger or distress. Um, it means here in this, uh, he is my refuge. It is the place of God's protection. He has told us that he will protect us. He will keep us. But again, if we stray away from him and his word and the truths of his word with our life, uh, you know, we're out there uh, unprotected where Satan can do his thing to us. He can't snatch away our salvation, but he desires to destroy families. He desires to destroy lives. He des desires to destroy churches. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's Satan's desire. But I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That's Christ's desire for us. He will uh, protect us in his shadow. He will be a refuge for us, this place for protection. But that's not all going on in verse 2. Uh, my refuge and my fortress. Um, the fortress is more than just a place of refuge. It is a fortified place, a place that has walls. And that is uh, well fortified, a stronghold with walls and a gate. You know, the um, cities over in uh, biblical times in, in the Bible land in Jerusalem and around and about had walls. And you see that still in, in some of the old structures in, in Europe, the castles and the, the walls and the gates. A fortified place uh, where uh, you came in, you shut the gate and and you are uh, in this fortress, uh, a place of security, a place of, of defense. And, of course, oftentimes these fortified places had, had turrets on the corners where you not only uh, were provided defense, but a place of, of offense as well from the enemy. And so what you see here in these first three provisions is just kind of a ramping up 
of God's care and provision and protection. Going from just in, in his shadow to a place of refuge to a fortress. Uh, all three of those kind of indicating uh, his protection and his uh, care for us. Uh, as we go on, notice what it says in verse 3. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. My friends, we are delivered. Part of the COVID cure by the God of this universe is that we are delivered. The Hebrew word there means to uh, snatch away, to rescue, to save. And it is the same word that is translated saved or talking about our salvation. Webster, it means much the same to free or to set at liberty from a captor to put or to commit into the hand or the power of another, we are delivered. And of course, as I pointed out to you last week, that has to do with uh, a direct indication of our salvation. We are, are delivered, first of all, from the snare of the fowler, the snare, the entrapment, the wiles of the fowler, and of course, we're talking about uh, one who lays the bait, the bait layer, the fowler, and yet it indicates the one who hunts for fowl or birds. Well, um, the application, of course, is uh, Satan's not hunting for birds. He's hunting for souls. And he'll do his thing with souls. He, first of all, would like to keep souls from receiving Christ as their Savior and keep them blind to the truth of the gospel and he'll do whatever he can to, to accomplish that. But after he loses that battle because, my friends, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the truths of God's word and if we just simply give forth the gospel, it is the power of God into salvation and it is that tip of the spear that will penetrate the the hard shell of depravity of man. If a person laughs and scoffs at the gospel and says, well, what difference does that make? It doesn't negate its truth and it doesn't negate its, its potency. Tell others what the Lord has done for you and tell others what the Lord can do for them and, and, and be quick to uh, give the truth of the gospel. Uh, we have, uh, when... Satan loses that battle and a person gets saved, then he does everything he can to, to sidetrack us, to keep us from living for the Lord, to keep us from walking with the Lord and, and bringing glory to the Lord. He wants God's place in our life. And through his trickery and his deceit, the entrapments, the snares of the fowler, through his wiles, uh, he'll uh, do everything he can and of course, my friends, we've been delivered from Satan. And that talks specifically about our salvation. Our salvation has a past tense to it where we are delivered from the penalty of sin. At the moment you trust Christ as Savior, he forgives you of your sin, he justifies you, he reconciles you. And all the multitude of 
biblical truths that happen at the moment of salvation, uh, we are delivered, past tense. But we have this delivery, present tense. We are delivered from the power of Satan. We no longer have to serve Satan. Uh, we have been committed into the hand and to the power of another. And that's God. And he's given us a road map. He's given us the things we need to know and how, how we can live to have that victory. He's delivered us from the penalty of sin. God has. He's delivered us from the power of sin. And one day we'll be delivered from the very presence of sin. That's the future tense of our salvation. And uh, we are delivered from the snare of the fowler. Keep that in mind. That's part of the COVID cure here. And delivered also, going on there in verse 3, from the noisome pestilence. That's why I'm using this passage as I point out the COVID cure. Noisome, the destructive, that which is, is noxious to health, COVID. For one, the noisome pestilence. Well, never lose sight of the fact, folks, that thanks to Adam, we are all going to die one way or the other. Again, we are doing what we can to hopefully not uh, cause ourselves or someone else to die from COVID, but be sure that uh, we're all going to die. If you've been born twice, you're only going to die once. But if you've only been born once, you're going to die twice. You see, we're all going to die. There is a second death, though, just like there's the second birth. And if you receive Christ as your Savior, or born again, uh, then you're only going to die once. That second death is when you stand at the great white throne judgment, the books are opened, and the book of life, no, you're not there, and you're cast into the lake of fire with Satan and his angels uh, for all eternity paying for your sins. But if a person goes there, it's on them. God offers eternal life, the forgiveness of sins to one and to all. But you've got to receive Christ. That's that being born again, that second birth. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. And, of course, there's going to be a, a chosen generation that isn't going to have to die. And I believe we might be that chosen generation by God's grace. When that trumpet blows and the voice of the archangel, whatever that sounds like, it's going to get our attention. And in the twinkling of an eye, all of God's people are going to be, boom, out of here. From all over the face of the earth to, to be caught up into the air, to, to meet the Lord in the air. And, and in that the half of a twinkle before that happens... He'll bring within the souls of those that have gone on before us and their bodies will be resurrected out of the grave and, and be reunited with their souls and then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together all in a twinkling of an eye and boom, it's going to happen. And there's going to be a global response to that, you can be certain. But Satan's setting the stage. I, I would never have believed that we would see such a thing as we see here with covid where the entire world has just been ground to a halt. 
over such a thing. Well, we don't need to worry about that noise and pestilence because, my friends, we have the COVID cure. It's not a vaccination. It's a reconciliation. It's a salvation. It's because we know the Lord, and my friends, when we die, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, to be in his presence. And that's what we are assured of and promised by the one who keeps his promises. He's faithful, and he will do what he has told us to do. And in the meantime, that's not all that we see here with regards to his cure, the COVID cure. Uh, let's go on in verse 4. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. Um, we can be found not only in his shadow, but we see another word picture being given here. Um, you know, God sometimes is, is described as to have human characteristics, and of course we know that Christ was had human characteristics because he was human. He became a man, fully man, and yet he at the same time was fully God. Don't ask me to explain that one to you. But sometimes it talks about the, the hand of God and the, the eyes of the Lord, and we realize that God the Father and God the Spirit have no hands or no eyes, but they're like us. We are like the, uh, excuse me, we are like him. Those are figures of speech that are called anthropomorphism, which describe God with human qualities. And here we see him described as a, uh, having a bird-like quality, wings. And yet we realize that uh, in heaven they know what wings are about because angels have wings sometimes. I guess maybe, uh, I don't know if at all times. I think when Gabriel appeared, he probably didn't have wings. But uh, notice what it says. It says, he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. Here's again this trust that is involved, uh, first of all, a saving faith, and secondly, a keeping faith, trusting in the Lord, believing what he tells us to be true. Uh, and, of course, when you see this phrase used here, under his wings, it is talking about uh, that vivid picture of a mother bird protecting her young, receiving God's care and nurturing protection, the picture that that brings up. Under his wings thou shalt trust, his truth shall be thy shield and buckler as we go on with more of the provisions of the cure a shield and buckler. The shield, of course, is the distinction. They're both kind of like shields, but the shield is the big one, the one that almost covers the whole body that uh, in Goliath's case, he had somebody else bearing his shield. But the buckler is a smaller one that probably goes, you hook your arm into it that you can move around and, and, and ward off incoming what is our shield and buckler notice his truth 
shall be thy shield and buckler. This book right here, this is our shield. This is the big one. And this is the one whereby we can ward off the fiery darts of the wicked. Of course, that reminds me so much, and I'm going to have to have you, or I'm going to turn to Ephesians chapter 6 to make a comparison here. You can follow along if you want. In Ephesians chapter 6, notice what it says, Finally, brethren, verse 10, Ephesians 6.10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the trickery, the strategy, the entrapment of the devil. Uh, and he says, put on, be strong in the Lord, put on the armor that you can stand against him. Verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickednesses in high places. And when we were looking at the doctrine of angels and, and seeing how COVID uh, applied to that, the doctrine of angels, we took a look at Satan and, and his, this power that he has. And he's very powerful. And, and in the flesh, we, we are no match. But... Stop and think about it now. He's very powerful, but we're talking about being protected, our refuge and our fortress, the, the omnipotent one. And we wrestle not against flesh and blood. If it was just flesh and blood, we might be able to withstand in our own strength, but we can't do that. We've got to uh, take the whole armor of God, verse 13 that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And my friends, we're living in an evil day and man always has. Stand therefore four times. He says, stand, withstand. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with what? Truth. You need to know the truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. What's righteousness? You break the word down to its root, it's right, doing right, living the word, knowing the word, living the word. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Uh, we are to use the word. Be prepared with it. Know God's word. Be ready to give an answer for the hope that you have in Christ Jesus. Use the word. Above all, verse 16, taking the shield of faith. Well, what's that? That's believing the word. That's not staggering at its promises through unbelief, but being fully persuaded that if God has promised it, he can do it. The shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. My friends, God's word is our shield and buckler. It will protect us. And he says, take the helmet of salvation, verse 17, and the uh, helmet is that which kind of uh, protects the the uh, control center so that uh, you don't scramble your head. You know, everybody wears helmets these days to do everything. Uh, and I suppose it's a good thing. Uh, but we are to, to find the protection in the word that that, that helmet will give us. And then it says, um, going on in verse 17, and the sword of the spirit, which is a word of God, we are to attack with the word. The word is our offense. The word is our defense. 
And my friends, that's just what he has said over here in Psalm uh, 91, that uh, his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Every piece of that armor over in Matthew chapter 6 has something to do with the word, to know the word, to use the word, to live the word, to, to trust the word, to believe the word, to use the word, to attack with the word. But that's not all. Back to Psalm 91. It says, uh, His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Uh, going on, Thou shalt not be afraid for terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. My friends, part of the provisions of the cure is not afraid. Not afraid of, of the forces that creep about in the dark. You know, as a kid, maybe you were afraid of the dark. The terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day. There's plenty of dangers that go on in daylight. But we need not be afraid of that. Or for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. Like COVID-19, as our president says, that hidden enemy. Nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday, that destruction at noon when the when the sun is at its height, right straight overhead, we need to step into the shadow, to the refuge, to the fortress. We need not be afraid. Um, so there's provisions that we see here. Um, you know, one of the things that the Lord told Joshua over and over again, Moses and, and those uh, judges, be not afraid, be of good courage, be strong. Uh, don't be afraid, for the Lord thy God will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And we have those same promises that are carried over into the New Testament. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of, of power. And of clarity, God help us to, to uh, be what he wants us to be. One thing that I would like to uh, give a little closer attention to, and that is this term, under his wing. Uh, this is a, a phrase that uh, we can all identify with, can't we? And this is something that I would like to use as a tribute to our mothers. I'm sure you can... Uh, identify with uh, what this picture is drawn here. Uh, the mother hen protecting her young. I don't think uh, you would dare to, to try to cross that mother, would you? And it doesn't matter whether you're just a soft and fluffy uh, thing or whether you are a one that, that uh, has a definite frown upon your face and you would stay away from Look at those eyes. <laughs> would you cross that, mother? No, I don't think you would. And it doesn't matter what fowl you're talking about, which bird it is. Uh, this is just four pictures of, you could bring up so many different pictures of it. I, I crossed a mother turkey one time. And uh, 
I didn't know she was around. Her little, her little ones were running along ahead of me as I was driving a tractor and a disc behind me, and, and uh, they were stuck in the furrow. They were only about that tall, and they were stuck in the furrow that I was driving down, and, and it was going to be sure death for them. Uh, I'd catch up with them and, and overrun them, and they couldn't get up out of that thing. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll be nice, and I'll stop, and I set them off to the side. And about that time, here comes Mom. She gave me, she buzzed me, and I thought, what was that? And made a swoop around and came back, and I got into the tractor and took off. And uh, thought, I'll never try that again. I should have just run over them. Uh, not really. But uh, I think we understand uh, what the image is here uh, under his wings. Um, it talks about here a mother's protection under his wings. A mother doesn't have to be taught how to protect her young. I tell you what, the world's really skewed. And it is in this day that we live when you see mothers doing harm to their children. And uh, there's way too much of that. It talks about a mother's provision. Those little ones, you know, she'll scurry them along to, to where they can uh, find their food and, and will provide for them. Uh, her protection, just try. Uh, I remember one time down at Woodland Park, uh, we were down there as a family. And we got a little too close to the goose with her little ones. And uh, poor Larice got the brunt of that one. This goose came at her, this mother goose, and, and was about to run her over. And, and so I had to step up and, and protect my daughter because of this goose and her little gooselings that uh, she was protecting. And uh, they provide. And it talks about a mother's love. And it talks about a mother's forgiveness. You know, a mother doesn't have to, to be taught these characteristics. These are godly characteristics. This is what we see here of our God as he says that we are under his wings. Uh, he said that uh, he will cover us with his feathers and under his wings. These things are instilled in a mother. A mother will forgive her child uh, because she loves her child. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. A mother will forgive even if not asked. I can remember back in, in the days when I was running wild, uh, my mother forgave me. She didn't ever abandon me. She told me I was doing wrong, and, and yet uh, she forgave me even before I asked. And oh, when I asked, wow, what a joy and a lift that was to, to me and I can't imagine what it was like to her but a mother doesn't have to be taught these things and that's the picture that we have here in this, this psalm these character qualities that are seen in our God that can be pictured uh, as we see that phrase under his wing thank the Lord for our mothers and we honor them on this day and uh, each one of us uh, needs to uh, remember fondly and be the, be the parents, I can say the mothers, no, mothers, you be the mothers, uh, us be the parents uh, that God would have us to be and to enjoy that very thing that we see here uh, as we take the COVID cure. Father, we thank you so much for the truths of your word and we pray that you would uh, use this here, uh, help us to uh, step into the shade 
of the Almighty. Father, help us to understand and know and take advantage of, of the refuge that you are and the fortress and to find ourselves under your wings and trusting, Father, there and, and in your truth, Father. May we know your truth. May we believe your truth. It is our shield. It is our buckler. May we not fear uh, what happens at night or what takes place in the day and the dangers that are all about us. Father, we need not fear. We can have the peace that passeth all understanding. And so, Father, help us to take advantage of, of what you have. We thank you for our mothers. We thank you, Father, that you have placed within their lives the, these qualities, that they don't have to be taught these things, Father. And we just thank you that, that uh, you would help us to be what you would want us to be, each and every one, the fathers, the mothers, grandmothers, grandfathers, Father, that you would just uh, keep us keeping on for you until you do blow that trumpet. Thank you for this opportunity to open your word today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.